Listener Production. Table for six. Uh, might be around 20, 25 minutes. Oh, wait, no, a booth has just opened up. Right this way for Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, it's another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're doing well. I'll tell you what, I had an absolutely cracking B&E roll for Brecky. That's it's almost the uh, if if we if all day breakfast was an American high school, our mascot would probably dress up as a bacon and egg roll, don't you reckon? It was, it was at a place called Bandwagon in Port Macquarie. I got to give a shout out to this place because it, it never it never ceases to hit the spot. There you go. All right. Well, we, sound, I mean that sounded like an ad, didn't it? But it's not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Well, it was. Paid. It's just you weren't paid for it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this very. I'm not doing this commercial radio <laughs> thing very well, am do you, I? Do you even influence, bro? Like, <laughs> oh, don't have a clue what's going on. Anyway, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this is all day breakfast, and I tell you what, Matt O'Kine, our Insta inbox is an absolute buddy. Not just an all day breakfast, a buddy dog's breakfast at the moment. We've got su- people coming in from everywhere. Whether it's suggestions for my new haircut, whether it's submissions to. Enter our awkward strut to play live at our first birthday party. Or whether it's people who are furious with whatever side of proceedings as to whether top sheets are relevant in 2021. Yeah, well, look, we're going to give you the results of that top sheet poll. Uh, It's really disheartening sometimes to see the percentage of people who have no clue. Oh, you don't have a clue, but I just got a message from a friend, right, who said... What kind of psychopath still uses a top sheet? Oh okay. my god! And do you know what their profession is? What? They recreate and teach people about medieval armor, and so they're still using medieval armor. <laughs> <laughs> but they say a top sheet is out of date, and I couldn't agree more. Well, look, we've got a massive show. Let's tear off the top sheet and get stuck in. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Matt, my worst nightmare happened at the uh, A-League the other night. What, you turned up and you were naked? Yeah, and my old school friends were there. (laughs) Um, Why? What happened? Pointed and twisted their finger at me. No, (laughs) it was just, oh man, it was just a real, real poor turnout. You invite a bunch of people. Like your birthday party and no one arrives. Oh, you know when you do that? It didn't look good, did it? I saw hey the guys, news just articles. Hey, guys, a table for 12. <laughs> Come on down if you can. Yeah, the equivalent of that happened at the uh, A-League where Western United were playing Newcastle. Due to everything going on with COVID and everything, it was rescheduled. It was then moved to Melbourne's Amy Park with a capacity of 30,000 screaming and cheering fans. And uh, they set a new low record of 990 Fans. The triple dig. 3.3% full was Amy Park. <laughs> and, and even people on Twitter, including Johnny Forrada, said, I see the official attendance uh, for the game was posted at 990. Even that feels generous <laughs> maybe in the stadium. But, you know, obviously very, very difficult to get people out. They were counting some things. seagulls as well, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if they were including staff, you know, people serving up the hot chips or whatever. The hot chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, to get a there 3% full of- <laughs> bucket of chips, would you? Look, it was originally meant to be in Newcastle, then moved to Melbourne, a lot of changes. And uh, the managing director of Australian Professional League, Danny Townsend, who helps run the A-League, said, we're in COVID-affected. 
It was also compounded by the fact that Western United are a new franchise, all right, playing outside their heartland because of stadium yeah. availability. That's fair enough. And it was a Monday after Anzac Day, you know, school night. Monday night. I mean, it's that's hospo night. Everyone's in the club, <laughs> you know. They're not out watching. They're not out watching a league. Yeah, but anyway, just not very full. Which I guess, I mean, if you were tuning in just randomly on from overseas, you'd think, well, this is a COVID affected city. They've only got a few spectators in there. It's like, oh no, it's it's fine. It's just just a just a low Monday. The the uh, screams of the crowds from the. Anzac Day AFL match the day before, probably um, oh. still echoing around the uh, the park across the road. Yeah, world record for the <laughs> Collingwood Essendon game that's the day before. Hey, look, can I be honest? I'm still angry with the A-League, so I don't care. Oh, for cancelling Thursday FC. Cancelling Thursday FC, I'm yeah. actually, I'm actually still, an, I'm, no, I'm being real here. I'm actually still angry with the fans, with A-League fans. It's not A-League's fault. It's not the FFA's fault. A-League fans just suck. <laughs> no, oh, you do. The most self-loathing, useless fans in the country, honestly. <laughs> Did you want to borrow my N for Red Dog here? <laughs> what, what are you, what's Mate, this? Mate, you should have seen how happy they were just bagging out Thursday FC, this show that yeah. we were just trying. We're just trying to make it so that your soccer matches don't have 900 people <laughs> in them. All right, just trying to extend the bloody olive branch to a few different fans. Oh, we got the Harlem Globetrotters on one episode, you know, because guess what? The Harlem Globetrotters are popular and people watch them. So we thought it'd be fun to get some Harlem Globetrotters. All the messages on the, oh, what are we watching basketball for? This is a football show. Because people actually watch them, mate. Because they have a lot of fans, mate. That's why we're, we're putting them on this show because we're trying to get people who don't watch soccer to start watching soccer, okay? Are you saying that this crowd result is a direct result of the cancellation of your football variety show, Thursday FC? Now, I will happily admit that we served up a lot of pus in that show. <laughs> <laughs> like it, was, it was garbage at best some, some days, okay? Like well, I one will, man's trash. <laughs> I will one openly admit one that. One man's globetrotter is another, <laughs> is another man's but, pig trotters <laughs> in brine. <laughs> but I will just say... All right, that, you know, we, we need to... I was an ally, do you know what I mean? I was on A-League side, and now they've even turned me against them. Yeah, so what goodness. hope do they have? I played soccer my whole life growing up. I loved soccer. I want to support soccer. And I got turned away by these jokers. So good luck to the A-League. <laughs> and I got waving the hanky as the train pulls away from the station. Good luck and good riddance. Well, have you ever been to have you ever been to something where you're like, oh god, this is not a good turnout? Well, no. Have I told you about the last episode of Thursday FC that I was on? <laughs> did I tell you about that? No. It, did, it was did a you, replay. Wait, did you know it was the last episode going in? No, God, no. I didn't know that it was the last episode that I would be on. I did not know that. I found out the next morning, actually. Wait, so Thursday FC continued without with the sexy new lack of Matt O'Kine. Yeah, well, yeah, it just continued without me. Um, the ratings dipped even worse, and then they pulled it off two weeks later. The, what, the last episode that I was on, how's this, right? Because people just hated it. And look, and, you know, and I'll say it again, it was, we didn't do the best job at times, but we tried. We were trying. Mm. What happened is, first episode, everyone was so stoked. I remember, like, people in the backstage, in the green room were like, they were like, I remember, like, the head of, the head of TV at the time. 
mm. head of sports at the time, coming up to me going, mate, you know, sometimes you make shows and you just think, well, this isn't going to work. But I'm telling you right now, this show is going to work. It is going to be so popular. Yeah. Ratings come out the next day. Everyone's like, no, ah, we're struggling. Ship sick. <laughs> Man down. <laughs> There's holes in this ship. People just throwing water overboard. <laughs> I'm clinging to a door like Jack. It was a <laughs> freaking disaster, man. And for at least two episodes, uh, Kate Winslet <laughs> pushed you off the boat to hope that the door would suddenly yeah. grow an outboard motor. <laughs> <laughs> so and drive up the ratings. So the last episode that I was on, I remember they did a replay of it. So it was on SBS Two Thursday nights at eight thirty, I think. Anyway, they did a replay of it the next day at six p.m. on the main channel of SBS. Wait. And it rated 1,500 viewers. Now, <laughs> that's more than 990. <laughs> so. Yeah, but if anyone knows, well, is it? Is it, Dyson? Because if anyone knows how the rating systems work, you get the box. We've talked about it before, I think, the box. Yeah, true. And in a, met, in a metro state, you know, city, somewhere like Sydney, the box will represent possibly around 4,500 people. Oh. Right? So one person's got it on, they go, right, there's this many people living in that person's area. Yeah, it's like it represents a certain person, the demographic, that makes up the number of people in the world. You know, anyway. So it's about 4,500, say, for Sydney, or it was a little while ago. So to, to rate 1,500, that doesn't mean that there was 1,500 people. All we can be for certain of is that one person with a ratings box in a regional town... <laughs> In the entirety of Australia. <laughs> that's all That's all we can be certain about. <laughs> okay? Whether more or less watched it, I don't know. It could very so, well have been less than 990. No one in a capital city with a box <laughs> had no, it on no. at all. No, no, no. There's a lot of boxes out there. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, look. I, I, you know, you know, I'm doing U10 here. I do feel for the A League. I know what it's like. Mm. I know what it's like when your fans, mm. when your fans who are supposed to support and love the game, ruin it for everyone. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Why have well, you? <laughs> well, anyway. Well, I was just going to tell a story about when it was a bad turnout in my life. I'm glad it turned into a trip down memory lane. I'm very glad, but. I feel that potentially my story is not as funny anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I'm, you know, funny. You can call it funny. I'm triggered. I would call it, I'm, I'm triggered. But anyways, let's, uh, let's move on. Well, the worst, the worst turnout I was involved in one time was um, I was booked to host an official Comic-Con after party. Oh, now these are big. People turn out to these People things. People turn up, which is massive because there's some of these things that's they book out entire convention centers. Yeah. They've got, you know, the librarian from Buffy and they pull the bloody, <laughs> you know. Tape over. Everyone's like screaming, squealing, asking for autographs. Or the stormtrooper that bumped his head and they pull over, <laughs> the, you know. And they get paid big bucks, by the way. Those guys absolutely rake it in around the world to all these comic cons. Well, when it's like 30 bucks a photo, I tell you what, and you're there all day. <laughs> You know, streaming through. So these things were going off, and I was at the official after party. Now, part of that was to uh, dress up in costume. We were going Star Wars, um, so they got me a um, <laughs> got me a Luke Skywalker costume. So you know, I get you know, get the robes on. That's all good. Little lightsaber hanging from the hilt. I mean, oh, this is good cute. quality stuff. I'm with it. And they got this professional Chewbacca with you know, think that Big Bird suit that we talked about the other day was expensive. This was a movie quality. Chewbacca costume. Wait, wait, wait. You say you say a a professional Chewbacca. 
Well, if you're spending over 100 G on a Chewbacca costume, I think you could call yourself a professional. <laughs> they were there. There was sexy stormtrooper dances. We had all these sort of things. Anyway, turned up at the uh, casino. It was one of those ones where, you know, you look at the rundown, you've got to print it off for you. Okay, 8 p.m. welcome guests. Mm. And um, we're all there. We're all in costume. Big room, very big room at Crown oh. Casino. Okay, ready for oh, this. Oh, no. And um, no one there. Oh, we're just going to push it back to 8.15 because I'm sure the people will be... Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart. That. I feel anxious just thinking about it, dude. So standing around waiting. There's a bit of music going in the background because the first act is sort of like, we'll get them playing first just for background music when people walk in. I guess to, let's make it... We'll make it nine o'clock. You know, it's definitely by nine. So they didn't go 8.30. We'll make it nine o'clock. Come out and say hello to everyone by nine o'clock. I think two people had arrived. We're sitting oh. on, a, on a couch over in the other oh. side. That's bad. When people turn up and think, I've made a mistake. <laughs> like, I, we've chosen poorly. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. And I felt so bad because it was such a well-organized event. It was so ready to go. But I think it was just one of those ones where people, they're walking around all day. They've got their show bags. They've got, they're in costume. They're just going to head home. <laughs> But then I have to get up at nine o'clock and say basically these two people, hey, welcome tonight. You know, the party's going to be go kick it on later on. Oh, we'll just wait for more no. to get here. And that was about it that turned up for the evening. But I remember I was going to talk to the first one on the door and it was like, <laughs> it was like 20 bucks to get into the official oh, after what? party. And so they had literally just handed over their money and then walked into this. Well, I think. I'm sure those people had potentially, but then I was at the door. These people came up. It's like, oh, is it in there? And they're like, oh, is it good inside? <laughs> The girl in the door just had to go, um, yeah, it could be. So, like, okay, so pay some money and <laughs> walk in to an absolute vibe desert. <laughs> oh, that sucks, man. I remember it was like when I did my first year of Melbourne Comedy Festival 2008 with a split show. Mm. And, you know, it was at the Forum Theatre. So the posters say Forum Theatre. And when, you know, so they turn up to Forum Theatre, they buy a ticket, and they walk past the so big theatre. So come see theater. Matt O'Kine at the Forum. You know, yeah. yeah, so they walk past the big theatre and then they, you know, go upstairs to some of the smaller rooms and they walk past all of those and then they walk to what we were called, what was called the carpet room. We were in the <laughs> carpet room because, lo and behold, it's where they hold store carpet. <laughs> when there's not... An amateur comedian trying to perform one hour of flimsily held together material. Yeah, I think I think I saw Tom Ballard there in his first year. Yeah, I think and, it was either like, that or the cloakroom. Similarly, well, names. The problem is because it's where they usually hang the cloaks. <laughs> the cloaks yeah. There's no change there's the no, names of these things. The worst please. thing is. There's no backstage. So you're literally, you hear, it's so bad. It's so disheartening. You're there like trying to prep for a show and you just hear people walking going, is this, is this the room? Oh, oh, I thought it'd be bigger. <laughs> so you're literally oh. just behind the curtain. Yeah, you're literally, you can time. just hear them. You can see them looking around bewildered like, well, I've made a bad decision with my night. <laughs> You're going to come I, um, out all singing and dancing. Hello, it's a good show. I made the trip in from a regional area. I mean, I saw this guy on Thursday <laughs> FC. Like, I thought it would be better than this. <laughs> Little that I know they were the only ones watching. <laughs> anyway, things are better now. It's all day breakfast. Order up. Yeah. 
Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Alex Dyson, I mentioned I went to two birthday parties recently, and one was a two-year-old. Yep. Now, I'm getting used to this kid's party business, okay? Having recently attended my nephew's two-year-old birthday, my daughter's two-year-old birthday, and now, you know, some of their friends. Getting used to it, because originally you treated two-year-old birthday parties the same as you treated your uh, previous party life, and um, (laughs) got politely asked by the other parents to um, (laughs) tone it it down. down. (laughs) (laughs) But look... They are different. They're a different thing, you know, often in the morning now. Very sweet. People offering coffees and juices and stuff like that. Mm. And I mean, that, that's, a very, that's a very smart decision by the parents. You know, there's a very clear decision by the parents mm. to say, you know, it's happening in the morning. No let dad. <laughs> okay. No action. No, none of this, none of this business. No one will be doing that. This is good, wholesome fun, which is right, which is right. So it should be. Absolutely. Young people. And so, uh. You know, we were there. It was really, really sweet playing like a Swedish fishing game, okay, where you sort of the kids hold a fishing line and they and they have to pick up. Um, they put, they dangle this fishing, this rope over like a sort of shield, let's say. And, um, and then like there's a parent underneath behind the shield, like attaching presents to the rope. Oh, okay. But it's kind of weird because like, and Belinda was saying this is just a very Swedish thing to do. Like some of the kids, like they'd put the rope down and then like they'd pick up their rope and it would be like, you know, a bag of lollies. Right. And then other times like a kid will put down the, the rope and they'll pull it up and it's just like rubbish. And it's like, oh, no, you got rubbish. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Like, well, good. Teaches so the kids good. about life a little bit, you know. Teaches, and it teaches them about litter. So there we go, you know, what, what goes into our waterways. But um, Exactly right. We want to sit you down, kids, and talk to you about the Great Pacific Ocean Garbage Patch <laughs> because there's a whole heap of junk in there. They're like, can we just eat more Doritos, please? No. <laughs> Oil spills and garbage patches. Now, I, got, I had the pleasure of, of chatting to two younger girls. They're probably five and maybe six, the seven. Older like, siblings. I can't remember their exact names. Yeah, older siblings, friends of friends, uh, Caitlin and Rachel. And now they found out that I'm a comedian, so... Wait, you mean... Found out you used to be a comedian. You've retired, haven't you? Sorry, I have retired. And they didn't find out. I told them. Anyways, um, <laughs> literally anyone who will listen. I was there at the party. Yeah, hello, anyone. I used to tell jokes. Anyways, but they, they, had, they had some jokes for me. Did they know the concept of a stand-up comedian? Were they aware of what that sort of job was? The older one definitely gets it a little bit more, yeah. And yep. she was really you know, excited by it. And, and so she had some jokes for me. And oh. uh, it was it was great. You were like a careers her. counselor, like meet a real stand up comedian for careers counselor day. Yeah, well, was, and well, in fact, she was more like my tutor. She was giving me the jokes, and Ooh. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's good." Before you do this, did you show her the the video of Chris, Chris Rock, Rock hearing your jokes? Because <laughs> I got a feeling it could be. No, I did not savagely burn her in front like, of the whole. <laughs> Nation, thank you very much. I got a feeling you'd say exactly the same thing. A five-year-old would tell you a joke and go, it's cute, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are good jokes. So look, I thought on today's show, I would tell you the three jokes that I t- that they told me at the party. Because oh, yes, we don't please. really tell jokes around here. You know, we don't tell, you know, nah. just joke jokes. So I thought, here's some jokes. And people always ask, hey, what's a joke? Tell us a joke. You know, or at a party, they're like, what's a joke? Sure, sure. So, so you're going around, people go, and you find out you're a comedian, and you say, I'm retired. And they go, well, tell us a joke anyway. Well, you've, something like you've that. You've got some new ones. 
Well, I got some jokes. So, look, if anyone ever asks you for a joke or you're sitting around and you go, hey, I'm, here's a joke, or you're at a two-year-old party, you want to impress some people, you you know, tell a joke, hey, this is, these are three jokes. All right, three jokes. Take courtesy of Caitlin and Rachel from Billy's second birthday. Okay, Alex Dyson. Knock, knock. <sighs> Who's there? Brittany. Brittany who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Oops, I did it again. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That would have come out 10 years before these kids were born. I don't know. I don't understand how they know it either. Anyways. Unbelievable. 10 years, mate. That would have come out 20 years ago. (laughs) Honestly, 20 years. Anyways, here we go. Joke number two. Why did the chicken cross the road? Get to the other side. To get to the loser's house. Knock, knock. Who's there? Buck, 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 buck. That's a, that's a fain jab, jab, and then a big roundhouse <laughs> to finish you off, isn't it? All right, joke number three. And, um... <laughs> sorry. Okay, look, this... This is their joke, all right? Um, here we go. What's it going to be inappropriate or something? <laughs> no, no, no. This is just this is just the joke I was told. I'm going to tell you. Tell it. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Apple. Apple who? You expect Apple to have a last name, you loser. <laughs> really about calling people losers, isn't it? <laughs> But to their credit, <laughs> to their credit, that's uh, it's better than most of your material. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why I'm doing it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't remind me. It, I, I remember my girlfriend in university had a home video, watching her home videos one time, and one of the, her older sister was telling <laughs> telling knock knock jokes in the video. And the younger sister was just looking or watching along and like wanted to be cool as well. So came up with her own on the spot oh. at the breakfast table. It was a live, spontaneous <laughs> knock-knock joke. Do you want me to tell you that one? Yes, please. <laughs> they've, seen it, they've seen the laughs that these other knock-knock jokes are <laughs> getting. All right. So this young girl. Obviously, knock-knock jokes are red hot. That was three knock-knock jokes in a row. I mean, they are absolutely burning hot right now. Exactly. i tell you what. Greg, that boy Gregory Salad Figures tells you to invest in Knock Knock right now. <laughs> but um, this is the Knock Knock they came up with spontaneously. Knock Knock. Who's there? Placemat. Placemat who? Placemat Bowl. <laughs> that was it? Yeah. I mean, look, it was... <laughs> it was <laughs> It was, yeah. it was spontaneous. It was off the top of the dome, which you know, And I think there was a placement at a bowl in front of them at the time, which, you know, helps the inspiration. But write what you know. That's what I that's what we say to all comedians. Write what you know. Well, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast, currently written by some five-year-olds. Well, Alex Dyson, we mentioned on the show yesterday that your hair is starting to get a little long and unpermed. It certainly is. I mean, the perm is holding. That is great. The problem is I'm getting more more hair and uh, my body uh, refuses 
to continue to make the curls. I mean, it's totally straighty 180 coming out of the follicles. And yeah, so the straight regrowth. Straight regrowth is coming through. And um, look, we've got a very big event happening next week. Matt and Alex, first anniversary birthday party live from Comedy Republic. So we're going to be in front of people. I'm going to be sitting in front of people for the first time in a very long time. And I want to be looking my best. Absolutely. So we're asking yeah. you for hairstyle suggestions for Alex Dyson because we're going to get a we're going to get a hairdresser along to actually do this for you. Yeah, before I do jump up on stage to have a chat to you uh for the first birthday, I do want to get it looking better. The problem is what direction should I go? I mean, the perm is returned. We've talked about this over the last few months. The amount of people are getting in touch going, "You know what? We decided the perm is back. We're getting them." It's been an absolute delight to hear. The question is, Matt O'Kine, do I jump back into perm? Do I do perm 2.0 or do I bring something else back? Or do I revert back to the original? Give it the blank page again? Don't you dare revert back to that boring crap you used to have on your head. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even think about it. All right. You're You're a new person. I'm a new man. Uh, and I so see that that uninspiring mop. <laughs> Oi, settle down, okay? Settle. Um, but even you know, if all Lego day breakfast. Man turns up on buddy <laughs> next week to our thingy. No, no, I'm not having it. All right, I want style. I want flair. He was yeah. there. That's why he's getting a haircut. Okay, so. All right, so we asked you, okay, what would you find the best? What would be best for you? I mean, the ticket price was $18. What would you expect a host at that ticket price to be having on their head so that you get the correct amount of entertainment out of it? And uh, I tell you what, the suggestions have been flying in, Madokine. At Blunt Crayon says, suggestion, mullet. (laughs) How would you feel about a mullet? Nothing more, nothing less. Well, I got to tell you, it is primed. Currently, having the straight and then at the back just a curly little bop. It is, it is, it will be like a waterfall, Victoria Falls, with the straight water flying off. And when it hits the rocks down the bottom, just that nice foam coming out. So (laughs) if I was looking for a waterfall at the back, it is prime time to do a mullet. My only thoughts about the mullet, because a few people have suggested mullets, is Mm. I reckon it's getting a little bit basic. You think it's too simple? You, you think it's that's okay? It's a bit basic. I think, wow! Because high school—you don't want to be a basic, bro. Primary schools are banning the mullet. All the kids are seeing the footy players with mullets. They're saying, "I want to get a mullet." It is—it's old, isn't it? Like the kids on the big, on the big screen at the cricket doing the dab. You know, once the kiddies are doing it, <laughs> if I start trying to emulate the kiddies, I don't know how I'll—I don't know how I feel. But the mullet is. So good that potentially could break through that. So I, I'm not leaving that off the table. I'm happy okay. to do them. I'm happy to do the mullet. All right, Dave Doogie says undercut or bowl cut. Now I've always wanted an undercut. I <laughs> desperately wanted straight hair when I was growing up because I wanted yeah. a proper undercut because there, there could be nothing cooler. I'm thinking. I remember. Bowl cut. I remember Billy Hernan showing me his undercut at school and lifting up. Oh, that was that's <laughs> a rite of passage. Yo, yeah. Lifting up the flap, seeing how high that cut went up underneath, <laughs> just beneath the top lip there. Oh, I tell you what, it was it was remarkable. But bowl cut is an interesting one. I think you could really bring back the bowl cut. Oh God, yeah. The last person who really made the bowl cut a thing was Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. All right, yeah. so you have an opportunity to bring that back. Um, Travis says mohawk mullet with a fade. Okay, that, that oh, could be a bit complicated, but I don't mind the uh, – I, mm. I like the layers to that. Um, Josh has said, I'm with Alex, just shave it all off. 
All right? None of that filth anywhere on his head. <laughs> but he has gone with. Candace has gone get some 90s-inspired frosted tips. Okay, how do you feel about tips? You ever had tips before? I've never had tips. One time my sister was giving my cousin homemade tips, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just put a plop, <laughs> plop on my head. And I had a, had a blonde circle on my head for about six months. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why did you do that? <laughs> Why would you do Why do that? I do anything, Matt? That is the lamest thing. Uh, you nah. know, I remember I saw a kid do that as well, and we thought it was because he was cleaning his shower with bleach and I like oh. lent his head <laughs> up against it. Well, it turns well out it was for real. Um, reverse mullet. Says JK. I I mean, I can just, sorry, I can't get over this idea of you bleaching a patch of your hair. Yeah, just a little circle. And and having my people be like, so what's going on with your hair? And you're like, oh, you know, (laughs) how old were you? Oh, I was like 15 or something. Yeah, that's totally 15. Right there. It's unique though, Matt. That's what I am a unique individual. I do things before everyone else. Uh, Reverse mullet, says JK. I think otherwise known as the frullet. Yes. Which could party, be a no, vibe. Business at the f- no, business, no, business at the back. Party at the front. Business, <laughs> business at, the back. at the back, yeah. And then at the front, it's a big old party. Yeah. That, is, that is interesting. Jason says, definitely the bowl cut and rat tail combo. Now, the oh. rat's tail, I'm thinking a rat's tail, that, is a, that's a real go right now. The bowl cut with a ratty. <laughs> that oh, would yeah. be, it would be like a turtle on top with a big tail coming out the back. Oh, I'm so into me. it. You'd look like one of the, you know, those Russian hats with the, um, like the fox tails <laughs> that comes down the back. I, th- I think we call that the Davy Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> so you could do that. Or Kurt has said shaved with a fringe. That's pretty much the reverse mullet as well. So we've got some good <laughs> suggestions and we might be talking to some people tomorrow with, so, with some more. So Yeah, get them in. We haven't decided yet. At matt.n.alex on Instagram. I mean, you want my personal favourite? I yep. think, I think you go the M&M. <laughs> No, I've, I've said it before off air, and I'm going to tell her say it again. The Slim Shady. Yeah, the full-blown Slim Shady, sh- short hair, completely bleached blonde. Well, Sam from the Rubens had that last time we chatted to him. He popped up on the Zoom with the M&M. Yeah, well, you know, I think you'd be good. I think it would work well on you. I don't think so. So hit us up. Well. Let us know. At well, Mads on End at Alex. Bron, producer Bron, what are you feeling I really for this, uh, this mop? I like the suggestion of the bowl cut and the rat tail together. Oh, yeah, same. I really like that. Do we even like need that? to do, because we're, we're going to do like a spin the wheel kind of vibe. I, don't, I think it's been decided. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get your suggestions in. Like Woods reckons perm 2.0, reckons re-perm and put the tips on the, without cutting, just get another perm and then just be a big old uh, big old Napoleon dynamite Oh, up there. and you'd have like longer hair now. So yeah. you'd have some real serious ring ringlets. Okay. Nah, anyway. look, let's let's see. Well, get us your suggestions. That Matt Donald and Alex, and we'll, we'll figure out what, what old mate's going to be looking like um, when he hits the stage for our live first birthday party next week. Whatever it is, I want it to be fresh and, you know, attention-grabbing. So uh, give us your suggestions, and we'll see if we can make it happen. All Day Breakfast. Well, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. I have been Alex, that has been Matt, and we cannot wait to see you live in person if you are coming along to our big first birthday celebration at Comedy Republic next week. Thank you very much for getting your tickets. We've released a couple of extra cheeky ones, so if you've been on the wait list, make sure you grab a few of those, and if you uh, sneak in, you can also uh, take away 
a ticket for yourself uh, pending when you listen to this podcast. Yeah, there is another way for you to be a part of the show uh, if you missed out on tickets, and that is to become part of our Awkward Straw. We are still taking submissions, all right? So all you need to do is get in touch with us at Alex with a video of you playing... I mean, we say instrument, it literally could be anything. You could just be playing spoons, you could be blowing into a bottle... <laughs> play, try and play Happy Birthday as best you can for yeah. us um, and send it to us at Matt Donand and Alex and hopefully we can select you as part of our awkward strat to perform live on stage and you get to enjoy the show as well. Yeah, non-musicians actually preferred. Yes. So um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what you do. Bring the Buster Kazoo out. We do not mind. Uh, we want to make a big musical celebration at the live show. So we'd love to have you be part of it. Even if you don't even have a musician, like even if you don't have an instrument, you can just play, you can play the trumpet like this with your mouth go wow that's that's jazzy (laughs) (laughs) so get in touch that'd be great Uh, we're going to leave you today with the results the official results of our poll that we put up on Instagram yesterday as to whether you use a top sheet underneath your doona okay I think it's irrelevant I think it is antiquated and uh, it seems like a, a lot of you agree. However, it's 47% of you agree with 53 people still clinging to that top sheet. Oh, Matt O'Kine. Thank Christ for that. But I, I think that this might be a little bit influenced by the Queenslanders who are like, we just use a top sheet. That's all you can do in this humanity. That's fine. Uh, top sheet is great. Let it go. Let it go. You lost again. This is well, two from two, bro. I just want to make clear <laughs> that stop. I am pro sheets. <laughs> I'm not pro doubling up sheet and doona. Anyway. Switched off the mics. <laughs> you done. clown. We'll catch you tomorrow. This is All Day Breakfast. See you next time. Bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.